0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Second and Nine Podcast. We're coming to you uh, today on Saturday, January eighteenth, day before Conference Championship weekend. Uh, before we get into the games, Tony, what's going on? Uh, you're uh, you're trolling me about this uh, Jason Garrett hire for the, the Giants. I'm already you're you've already become insufferable. So I can't imagine when the the Giants start one and four next year and their offense is ranked twenty seventh oh, wow. in the league. Oh,
1: wow. It's going to get a lot
0: worse, so, yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's start. Let's start. Let's start it out. One, I'm not trolling you. I genuinely believe that this is a good hire for the Giants. I think Jason Garrett's a smart guy. I don't think he's a great head coach. I'm not saying he's a great head coach, but he's a decent leader. I think with most people, he gets along pretty well. I think he's a little bit of a weird guy sometimes. So that's, you know, that's going to come into, you know, play. But he's, he's going to be the offensive coordinator. He's not the head coach. He's not the figurehead. He's not the CEO. He's not the boss. He's just running the offense, calling the plays. He's a smart person. He can handle that limited role and do a good job. He's got 10 years of head coaching experience. He's got a ton of experience in scouting because that's where his whole family's backed in scouting, scouting for the Cowboys for years. So, I mean, he's, he's a decent player evaluator. I think he's going to add to the Giants organization. So, I'm not, I'm not happy that the Giants got him, even though most Cowboy fans are gloating and happy about this. And you're, I know you're miserable, so I am gloating at you a little bit, but only because I know you completely hated this, this move and you completely don't want it, and you think Dave Gettleman's was a clown for hiring Jason Garrett. But I think it's a good move. So, go ahead. What, go ahead. You tell me why it's so bad
0: i think most of it of what you said is factual but part of the reason why i didn't really want him in house i the main thing was i definitely did not want him as a head coach uh, yeah a bottom I line can, that, I, I can that, totally
1: understand i would have laughed in your face if that happened i tell you right now i would have laughed in your face because that would be kind of re, like you you have no upside to jason garrett like he's just he is what he is he'd be a I think he'd be okay head coach for the Giants. Like, I don't think he'd be worse than Pat Shermer. I don't think he'd be worse than Ben McAdoo. He'd probably be about pretty similar, you know. I think as the Giants got more talented, the team would do better under Jason Garrett. But with Joe Judge, the Giants have a huge amount of upside that they can they can pick up here. Like he could be a really really good head coach. He could be like a you know a, a system changing head coach. Whereas Garrett has no upside in that regard. So at this point left, though, with the I Giants, your that
0: with the state of the Giants, there's a ton of upside potential for bringing anybody in because of how okay. low the bar has been set. And I don't, I mean, it, it, let's be honest, Jason. Yeah, upside, upside, an exciting hire, especially from an offensive coordinator standpoint, because I mean, we've talked about the issues that the Cowboys have had, at least from what I've expressed in the past, and you've expressed it too, where the Cowboys, they kind of just get stuck in their own ways and they don't want to either feed Zeke enough or, they stick too much to the game plan, even if the game plan's not working offensively. Uh, and
1: I think that's a that's well, that decision one of won't, my main concerns. That won't be dec- that decision play. won't be that won't decision won't be Garrett's alone. There's a head coach. He's got he's got to you know work with. Like okay, like give you for instance how the Cowboys were working last year. Jason Garrett was not the play caller. Kellen Moore was the play caller last year. But realistically speaking, Kellen Moore's got to go through Jason Garrett in the management of the game he's got if jason garrett says hey i want to run this play this guy's got you know the oc's got to call that play that garrett wants to run if oh you know if it's third and one he garrett can totally say i want to run it here i want to pass it here i want you to do this here yeah. so yes is was keller moore calling the plays yeah for the most part but does that mean that Kel, uh, you know uh, jason garrett was not involved at all in the play calling or or in the game you know flow of the game and the management of the game of course he was the head coach is in, is involved in all of that, like including special teams and defense. That's why it's difficult to be the OC and be the head coach at the same time. But you know, Jason Garrett has experience in doing this, and I think he's going to do a, a good job for the Giants. I, I, you, what you're worried about with the you know the game flow, that's like a mentality thing with Jason Garrett. I get that, though. I get I get it. like he's a little stubborn in his mentality. Like he wants to get like the, if it, if it's the running game, he wants to get it accomplished even if it's not working, and like. Maybe he's not as creative as he'd like him to be, but he's going to have a whole new cast of characters to work with. It's going to be it's going to be a different situation, and he's not the number one guy. So I think that's the key, too. He's a talented football coach. I don't think you guys got a bum of a coach. I don't think he's going to be a detriment to the Giants rebuilding in the next few years. I think it's, I think it's a solid hire.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd rather look for someone with upside, though. Uh, yeah. Because, like we've but talked about, too. The, the Cowboys have been – I would say the epitome of average throughout the 10 years, if you average out just how they've been, You're and right. how they've played that, that but right now. 10, average that will be an improvement for the coaching. Time. Yeah. But I mean, is that, that's not something that you should be looking for though. I mean, it's an organization. you want to strive for more than average? I mean, especially the giants, the giants have super bowls, uh, super bowl trophies in the bank. That shouldn't be the mentality uh, of where they want to go. And it, it I mean, ownership should, I think should see this where, it, especially if we, we don't know who's making this hire, uh, who's, I guess, has the most pull behind bringing Jason Garrett in, but if it's Gettleman, I mean, it should be assigned to uh, the marriage and the tissues that, I mean, maybe this guy doesn't have a full handle on what's going on.
1: But I think that's a decision you'd have to make, you know, after it doesn't work out. I mean, again, like you don't know how it's going to work out yet. So you can't say it's a bad move yet. Like it, I just don't see it as, like, again. It's like well, it was the, same the same,
0: it was the same deal with Gase, like, for me. Like, I, yeah.
1: Gase, to I me, was not
0: – he's not going to be, like, a game-changing coach. He's had issues with, with, I guess, relationships with players before. He's shown that he's very stubborn in the past. That's why I, I didn't look at him as a, a great hire for the Jets uh, in terms of leadership, going forward, like, into the future, the quote-unquote leader of men, that phrase that they always use. He yeah. was just more so an offensive mind. I don't mind having a guy like that, especially, like, even a younger coach. You'd almost rather innovator. a Gaze. You'd
1: almost rather you don't. No, no, no. Gaze I'm saying –
0: uh, Actually, I, I don't know if I would necessarily even say that at this point because he's okay. been – I,
1: I was just curious. I was just curious. Year. But I, I'm, I'm saying –
0: I guess the message I'm trying to get across is guys like that, I'd be more inclined to hire them as an OC versus like a head coach. Jason Garrett, I'd be more inclined, not as a Giants fan, but just in general. I think Jason Garrett's skill set is more geared towards, I think, being a head coach versus a play caller.
1: Okay. But I, not, not that I, I actually
0: think that he's a good head coach. I think he's an average head coach.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's But, that again, this gets back into what we kind of talk about all the time with the quarterbacks and the coaches. Like, there's only so many guys that are capable of doing this, you know, these jobs, you know, like that are, you know, smart enough, have the work ethic. Like, Jason Garrett's going to work. Like, he's going to. He's going to do he's going to put in the time he's going to he's going to be in the building he he's, he cares about it he, he's, I think he's I think he's a good hire and I think he's got a lot of experience like don't you want an OC when you have a head coach with such little experience don't you want an OC who's got head coaching experience who's going to be able to help him along the, you know again like it's not like Garrett's like you know I'm going to teach a master's class in game management to to Joe Judge I'm not, I'm not trying to imply that at all but at the same time at least you have someone who's got some experience who's been in these situations who's seen some of these you know, firsthand as a head coach having to make some of these decisions, and he can at least help Joe Judge be, get get better at it himself. You know,
0: I understand where you're coming from with that reasoning, but I mean, that, Joe Judge has been working underneath Bill Belichick for years, so yeah, I think not, that he he hasn't had that experience decisions. yet, and he's not making those decisions. But he's uh, he's around it. He's he's learned within that culture on how they do things, so it, that's not as much of a concern for me. Personally speaking, like I would have, I would have rather had. I would have been fine with the Giants going out and getting a an innovative offensive mind that's currently coaching in college. Maybe a guy that I hadn't even heard of. Someone yeah. maybe yeah, like yeah, Rule. I I, I I had we had talked Barule, about it previously. Barule's Rule the head coach. I, yeah, he wanted a head coaching job and he got that. I wouldn't have taken that chance as a head seventy coach. million dollars. But in terms of like a, a play caller and the way that. Uh, I guess they would want to move forward uh, in making the offense more dynamic and featuring some of the the star players, the ones that are going to be the impact players in, in the offense, and getting them in space and look, I, allowing I, them to make plays.
1: I, I granted, I understand that you know that concept. I think what what Joe Judds wants to implement is a very smash mouth style of football, and but it's you know it's going to be interesting because if you really look at the Giants roster, maybe they're not so. Um, built to be a smash-mouth team at the moment. I mean, they have a great running back, but they have no, they have no really um, – they have really not a great offensive line. They have some really nice weapons on the outside. They, you know, really they're probably more built to throw a little bit more, right? So – but Garrett's a throw-down-the-field kind of guy too. You know, Garrett likes to throw the ball down the field. And, and that's actually one of the complaints I'd have about him. A lot of times he'd have a ton of downfield routes on, on different plays. I remember one time it got us in trouble two minute, in the two-minute drill. I think he, he threw a check down. On on a on, a, on a, like a two minute drill, ago. like it was like seconds ticking off in the towards the end of the half, and he checked, you know, Dak checks it down, and the receivers have are having a run from 15 20 yards downfield because they ran all deep routes. By the time they get back to the line, so much time has has come off the clock, which you know I, I've had a complaint about him in that regard even. So, but he's that the point of I'm trying to make though is that he's going to throw the ball down the field, you know, a, a decent amount, and you know, dating times can slain a little bit. We'll see see how it works out. Like. Yeah, but the Giants should be in
0: a similar situation to uh, the Cowboys in the sense that they, at the end of the day, they should be feeding Saquon Barkley. As long as he's healthy, Maybe he, they will. Should be, he has to be the focal point of the offense. And if they're going to be making Daniel Jones throw the ball 40-plus times a game, it's a mistake. So, but, but again, Jason it, it, Garrett's not going to change yeah. that
1: though. Jason Garrett's not going to change that. Joe Judge is going to be the one that determines that. Like Joe Judge is going to be, be the one to determine the the way he's going to want to attack things. Is he going to be doing all the X's and O's in the in the in the, the studying? No, but these guys are these guys are going to come to him and he's going to explain how he wants to attack it. So Garrett's going to have to answer to Joe Judge at the end of the day. So it's not going to just be all on Garrett to make these decisions. But I just think it's good that you have someone like Garrett, who has, like I said, I mean, I would have been okay with the Giants not, you know, maybe getting some, an offensive guy with a little bit more upside, like you're saying, a college guy, maybe, and then going out and getting like a Wade Phillips type to be their defensive coordinator, because he too has some off, I mean, some um, head coaching experience that he could bring to the table to help out Joe Judge. I just like that idea that you know, to bring that experience to the team. But at the same time, I, I, I could I could appreciate your your position though that Garrett, you know, was not what you wanted. You wanted a more innovative guy. But I think you'd have to then hire an OC that's, you know, that's more established, so to speak. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I, I, I like your reasoning for the defensive side of the ball. I think that they need that they need more structure and maybe a more simplistic scheme, especially with the lack of talent that they have on defense. So Wade Phillips, I think would be a, a pretty good hire if they were. You
1: know, to who, you know who I'd like to, uh, our, our defensive coordinator that just left us, um, that you guys actually interviewed for the head coaching job. Um, Chris Richard, he's really – he's an awesome guy, bro. Like, like, he'll get you riled up. Like, he'll be in the – you know, in practice, he's just smacking guys' heads and, you know, jumping up and down, like –
0: Well, that's the Jason Garrett culture.
1: Oh, I mean, I think – well, he's actually from – he's actually from the, uh, you know, the Pete Carroll um, tree. Came from Seattle. He's the defensive coordinator in Seattle. Legion of Boom. Uh, During the Legion of Boom time. Well, actually, right after – he replaced uh, Quinn who went to Atlanta Okay, as the, as the yeah. head coach. So then he ended up coming to our team. He, he interviewed with you for your head coaching job. I, he'd be a great pickup, but the problem is he runs a 4-3, and you guys pretty much have switched your personnel to a 3-4. So it, I don't know how well it would match.
0: There's just uh, endless problems with the Giants these days. So we I, just went I off think,
1: like 10 15 minutes on just the Giants. Ahead, I know. Yeah,
0: right now, we'll it's, see. It's the, same, it's the same conversation, I feel like, every time. It's just a, a different person that we're talking about with the Giants organization. Yeah. So let's transition into the conference championship games. So, uh, do you have any takeaways from last week's games going into this week? Obviously, I mean, the, the
1: Titans. Dan was are, right. Dan was right about the Titans. I mean, you got to give it to them.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the ty- he w- that was a a great call on his part, and I mean Derrick Henry is an absolute him. bulldozer right he's now. He's a grown man. He, <laughs> he is, is a grown, a grown man. man. You know, it, it's unbelievable how once he gets just a little bit ahead of steam, he yep. he's so difficult to take down, and you can you can see. I mean, you mentioned a bit about Earl, like Earl Thomas. Guys don't even want to go in for a full tackle. They kind of want to. You can see it. They're trying to like clip his legs a little bit. Just to get him off balance to tip him over almost like he's like, tipping over like a water buffalo.
1: He's like a bigger, a little bit bigger, faster, stronger, more agile version of Brandon Jacobs.
0: A lot better version of Brandon Jacobs, yeah. but yeah. He's
1: like a he's a more dynamic Brandon Jacobs.
0: Yeah, but uh, in terms of like this game this week, right now we're looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, and uh, the Chiefs are. This is actually the first game. starts at three oh five on Sunday tomorrow. Uh, it's gone down a little bit to a seven point spread now. So the Chiefs are minus seven at home. Uh, who you uh, who you liking this week?
1: This is a really tough one for me, honestly. It is really tough because I uh, I can definitely see this going either way. I I can see the Tennessee Titans winning this game outright. Actually, uh, I, I think I think Casey will win. But I think the game will be close enough where I'll take the seven points. I, will, I, I liked it better at seven and a half. Why did it Why did it have to go down?
0: I mean, I'm on the other side. I of course I I like the Chiefs this week. We've talked about it. I did one of those uh, only for entertainment purposes. Uh, I I put a little uh, pick on the the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. It was about four and a half to one when i got it now they're i think somewhere in the range of plus 135 plus yeah, plus it's real long. so and they're i think they're a slight favorite right now over the 49ers in terms of betting odds to get the or to win the super bowl but i just think if you i think for one titans they're i think the run is over for this season you can't get you can't continue to get away with 30 plus carries for derrick henry that's not as much of an issue for me as it is uh, what we talked about right before we started recording. Tannehill having 160 total passing yards over the past two weeks. So his his last two playoff games, he's had 160 yards. That's not sustainable. And if you really watch that Chiefs game closely uh, last week against the Texans, they go down. What was it? 24 nothing early yeah. in the game. Unbelievable. And. You could hear like uh, in the tones – I forget if it was Romo or Nance they were saying, ah, you don't want to quit on this team yet because this team can score in a hurry, and they do. And they end up putting 51 on the Texans, which was unbelievable enough. But when you couple that with the fact that at the beginning of that game, nothing was going right for them, where they – they're about – I believe it was they fumbled the, and the, the Titans ran it back for a touchdown on that punt. But the reason why they were punting earlier in that early in that game was because on a third down, Mahomes hit Kelsey right in the bread basket and he dropped it right dropped at the game. first down marker and they would have moved the chains. So little things like that, I think when you can overcome them, it shows how good of a team you are, especially with how far how much they were down by in that game. And I think it just is a testament to like the firepower that this team has. Yeah, no, I mean, Kelsey no- is to me, without Disgusting. a doubt, the best tight end Disgusting. in the league. George Kittle is a somewhat of a close second, but yeah. I think with Kelsey's speed, hands, agility, he's just – he, he's yeah. so difficult to cover from other teams. And then Tyree Kill is just uh, – I, I thought last week that he Tyree Kill would get loose for one deep, but yeah. it, it could be this week guy. where he gets, yeah. uh, he gets deep this week. I, I think they have too much firepower uh, on oh. offense. The defense is playing fine and good enough to win, and Mahomes is just in the zone right now. So there's yeah. no way that I can pick against the Chiefs. I can – like you said, you could see the Titans winning outright. I don't know if I necessarily can see that. It could be close, but I can easily see this game being won by the Chiefs by 17.
1: No, I mean I I agree. the The Chiefs' offense is just unstoppable right now. But the the Chiefs' defense is very very average, though. It's very average. They got a couple pieces. They got a couple like star players, but they're very top heavy. They don't they do not have a lot of depth. They do not have a great defense at all. And I think the Titans are going to be able to score points. I, I I have no doubt in my mind that the Chiefs will score 30 points or more. I have no, there's no doubt in my mind. Oh, but well, I just,
0: I, with that in mind, I would 100% pick the Chiefs then.
1: Yeah. If you think I th- they're no, scoring think, at I least think,
0: 30?
1: I think they're scoring 30, but I just also think they're, they could give up, you know, high 20s, 30 easily. So, I mean, I just the seven points to me is just too much. Um, and the Tennessee Titans, honestly, they they, get, they strike me a little as, you know, they give me a little vibe from like the Giants of 2007. You know, that like. I don't know, maybe their defense is not as good. Maybe their D line is not, you know, quite what the Giants had. But their running game and they, just the way they're playing, and they just have a very average quarterback who's like just playing pretty well and. and That's managing. it. You just
0: wanted to slip that in there,
1: right? Honestly, like I didn't really even fully mean that. I just it's had just to in throw your it
0: subconscious. in. Subconscious, yeah. You yeah. Just, you no, just I mean, I,
1: it's a little true, but I mean, come on. But you like They they have a little bit of Giants uh, vibes to them to me. I, like, I don't.
0: I don't see that. No. I don't see that
1: the – I I think that they've well, had – Well, I mean, in like all a, fairness, you had the Cinderella story of the Titans ending with the, you know, the Ravens last week, the best team supposedly in the league.
0: Well, I wasn't going to pick the, the Ravens over the Chiefs, though. I mean, I've been on record that i have picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Since,
1: honestly, I think the Ravens would have the Ravens would have done work. I think the Ravens would have had a real good chance against the Chiefs, honestly.
0: Well, they, they would have, but I – even though I had the Ravens just like everybody else over the Titans, uh, it doesn't mean that I would have had the Titans.
1: Furthermore, the Titans. though, too this this totally definitely. I mean, like you said, you you totally rather the Chiefs with your Super Bowl bet. You totally rather the Chiefs play the Titans than the than the Ravens.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 part of that reasoning is because they're they're at home and they have yeah. one of the best. They're going
1: to win too. I'm not saying they're not going to win the game. I just think it'll be a lot closer than seven points.
0: Okay. That's fair. I, but I would always caution you when you have that mentality, oh, this team's definitely going to win. Sometimes you can't worry about, like, the points that much. No,
1: I agree, I agree. With that mentality. Hey, well, who, it, it can, who's, talk, who's talking about that? You're the one that's always scared of those points. I'm nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, uh, let's move on to the next game then. Uh, the next one is starts at 6.40 p.m. tomorrow. Green Bay at San Francisco. It has a lot of different storylines to it. It's definitely a tough one to call. I think that this one, this one actually has a bigger spread, which is a little bit confusing. I think it's probably a, a lot of it is due to the fact that the 49ers put a spanking on the Packers earlier in the season. But right now it's at seven and a half. And I don't think this line has really moved all week. When I looked at it earlier in the week, this is what it was Sorry, at. Uh, who do you like in this game with that? Uh, 49ers are favored.
1: That is tough. That is real tough. Oh, I honestly I haven't even, I, I for me, flip a coin. I mean, I really, it's tough. I, I'm going to go Niners. I'm going to go Niners. It's, it's it's a real tough decision for me. I can see this game going either. All right, I see the Packers win. So
0: I got to call you. The
1: Niners, are, the Niners are a way better team, obviously. No, but I, I think I, 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 let me, Packers, I have to Niners, stop Rogers. you though.
0: I have, call, I have to call shenanigans on this because you're over here tooting in the Titans horn. You got your, your nephew in your ear, talking all this, uh, this Titans propaganda, and you're saying that seven points is way too much for the Chiefs. Yet seven the Chiefs and a don't half, have a
1: defense. Seven Chiefs, and a
0: half is a, is not too defense. much against Aaron Rodgers, the goat.
1: I mean, Aaron Rodgers is real good, and I mean Jimmy G's just okay, but the Niners' uh-huh. defense is a.
0: Oh, okay. The Niners defense Niners, is a different animal. Niners defense, though, was maybe a different animal the first half of the season. They haven't been the same team defensively. Niners running
1: game. They're, they're still really animal. good.
0: No, I, I, me, I'm, picking, I'm taking the Packers in seven and a half. I think, I guess I can use your same reasoning that you did for the Titans. I think the Packers can go into San Francisco and win this game. because I, I agree. Think, I, I think agree. the Packers defensively are going to try and make Jimmy G beat them. And. Jimmy G has been a little bit inconsistent at times. If the Packers get out to a lead in this game, I, I mean, I definitely like the Packers, obviously, with the, the seven and a half points. But I, you, can't, you can't sit here and tell me that Aaron Rodgers going back home, Cali, playing against his childhood team, that he's not going to bring it in this game. Uh, there, uh, I, I already yeah, can good, see good two, two good or good three major dimes that he throws in this game. That could be game changing plays, similar to that pass that he threw to Devontae Adams last week to basically seal oh, that game.
1: Yeah. I uh I I there's nothing, I'm not gonna take issue with anything that you're saying. I'm just gonna say that the Niners run game is just disgusting too. And I just don't see the Packers stopping their run game at all. I think they're gonna get off. I don't know if it's gonna be Robert Moster, I don't know if it's gonna be Matt Breida, I don't know if it's gonna be um Tevin Coleman. I'm not sure who's gonna be the guy. Probably. I think if I had to guess, I'd say Robert Moster is gonna be the main Raheem. guy. But they have Raheem, Raheem, sorry, Raheem Moster. But I mean, they have all those guys that can run the ball. And Shanahan always has a good running game. Since you know, Papa Shanahan, Baby Shanahan, they always can run the ball. And this team could run the ball. They have a real good defense. They are a way better team than A Rod has. A Rod really. A Rod only really has. He only really has Devontae. Who is, who is his really standout player on offense that's going to help him against that great defense? I'm not saying he's not going to do work. He's going to put up, going to put Jimmy, up some numbers. Jimmy he's Graham has
0: been playing pretty well.
1: All right, well, of late. Maybe. But, maybe maybe yeah, no, I, I,
0: it, I don't completely disagree with you. Devontae is an animal. He's an extremely talented player, and they don't have a ton of other help uh, yeah. offensively. The defense I, solid I, Their running running is solid, too. The defense is solid. I like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They're two, I think, very good running backs. But I he's the X factor. I mean, he's – at the end of the day, he's the best player on the field. Yeah, so no doubt. I will give him the chance, I think, to win the game. I will instill my trust in, in him more so than the Packers as a team overall. But it's going to be interesting to me. I know that this isn't probably a talking point with anybody going into the game, but if I'm the Packers going into this game, if I win the coin toss – i 'm receiving right away, and i 'm going okay. to try and set the tone, go at yeah. the defense early and try and put points on the board on that first drive, or at least sustain a drive and then if not you push you uh you punt them back, put them deep in their own uh, uh towards their own end zone, and kind of like play the field position game initially but yeah I, I would take as i think it's an important thing to do like as an away team and usually home teams they they seem like they tend to usually want to defer and they get the ball at halftime but i think it's really important to set the tone in the game because it could get ugly if the packers go down 10-14 nothing early in this game i think the, that will just almost create a whirlwind uh, of this defense just well, getting at Aaron Rodgers where they're getting more predictable with their play calling and it's going to it'll be... kill
1: the spread too i mean with a seven and a half point spread they can't get down like that
0: well the pa- the packers can go down 14 nothing early and then i mean the spread's not going to be killed but yeah, in, the, I mean, you, in, the other, in the other direction for you, taking the 49ers, yeah. If the Packers go up 14 nothing, then, I mean, you're in trouble. I feel like you're already oh, in trouble. Oh, I get you. you I get it. My you bad. You're right. You're gone so I'm, far I'm, for the playoffs. But. I, I,
1: I confused that. You're right. My bad. Um, but, you know, like, look, going back, well, I just pulled up the depth chart for the for the 49ers. Quan Alexander, we talked about um, – Feel free to share what? it, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Let me do that. Uh, we talked about JJ Watt coming back. Quan uh, Alexander was inspired by JJ Watt coming back, and he uh, he came back too. So Quan Alexander's back at linebacker for them. Look at the Bunker Bunker, D Ford, Nick Bosa. Not even in their starting lineup on here, but it clearly he is. Uh, Richard Sherman, Jimmy Ward, Jakiswe Tart. They got really good players in their secondary. They got really good players at linebacker. They got really good players on the defensive line. They were a really, really good defense. I'm going to stop sharing now. But.
0: Yeah, no, they I, they do. I, I'm not denying that at all. I, I'm just uh, I'm thinking that that Lightning's not going to strike twice in this situation with the 49ers blowing out the the Packers. I think the, the Packers will be ready to play. This is their opportunity. This is an opportunity that Aaron Rodgers is having for the first time in nine years, getting back to the yeah. Super Bowl. So I think that he's going to have a very good game. I'll make my fantasy prediction this week, and I guess it, it's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers, even though I should okay. lean more towards the Chiefs game and one of those players. But – I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers goes for just over 300 yards and two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown.
1: Okay, he's gonna so he's gonna discount double check on that run, rushing touchdown. Right?
0: I, I would actually enjoy this, I would enjoy seeing a discount double check because uh, I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you, for a uh, Super Bowl matchup, I would prefer to see the Chiefs and the Packers because I would love to see Mahomes face. Uh, oh, that'd be a great. Aaron Rodgers in the in the Super Bowl. And that, that's kind of like what I wanted. I wanted a, almost a similar situation last year. I wanted the Patriots to play the Saints. Because I thought that I mean a Brady Breeze Super Bowl would have been really cool to see because they've never really yeah, think that would be based the, off in the playoffs before.
1: The Chiefs versus uh the Packers would be the anti last year Super Bowl. That low scoring defensive no offense Punt, punt, punt! Game. Yeah. This would that would be like throw it all over the park kind of game.
0: The, yeah, the over under would be like 54, 55 easily in that game. I think
1: it'll be boxes. Would be really fun too.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it would be. You have um, any I, uh, any guys you know,
1: that you like? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, my nephews my nephews guys, uh, the Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. Having a real real nice day. Oh my god, you! I'm are give him really drinking like Titans Kool Aid. I'm gonna give him ninety two yards uh like, like i'm gonna go with one touchdown only like, I'm not, i've been going like saying people are gonna get two touchdowns and they're not, I'm not i haven't been even close so i'm gonna go with just 90 something yards and a touchdown he's gonna have a nice he's gonna himself have more receiving yards than Tannehill has had in any game so far
0: okay well that's a pretty big ask
1: he hasn't even thrown for 90 yards yet the whole team yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's going to that's gonna be tough. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to these games. Uh, the over-unders right now for the Titans and Chiefs, 53. Packers, 49ers, it's 46-and-a-half. That, that's a, actually a tougher one to call in terms of the over-under. But, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are going to play like up once in this game. Like you said, if you think the Chiefs are going for 30-plus in this game, that over-under looks pretty appealing then. It's, it's still pretty high of an over-under, 53, but – uh, I mean, you think yeah, A.J. Brown's going off, Derrick Henry's going off. Derrick Henry's Mike, Mike Ra- go off, Mike Vrabel might get a couple carries, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike Vrabel jumping over the top of the goal line, I can see it. I mean, they got, they got Derrick Henry throwing touchdowns in. You saw that throw? Yeah, but like I've been saying, this
0: that type of play is, is not sustainable long term.
1: Well, you know, and as you
0: as you get further in the playoffs, you're playing better teams, more resilient teams. You got to play in their case, they're a wild card team, they've been playing on the road this whole time, all the travel. It's a it's a lot of variables going against you, and I just, I wonder if you would argue these same arguments against the Giants. Is,
1: 7 points is
0: nothing for the Chiefs.
1: Oh, no, no, I agree, I agree. I wonder if you would have made these arguments against the Giants in 2007 or 11. Well, I wouldn't have because they won the Super Bowl. And I'm saying, but prior to that game, would you have made these same arguments? I'm saying the Titans, you know, they they haven't done it yet, but they, you know they could. I'm not like, I'm not picking them to win the game, but I'm just I think it'll be just a little closer. I mean, I can see them putting up at least 24 points like on the, to a 20, uh, you know, 30ish to a 30ish uh, from the from the Titans. So I mean, from the sorry, from the Chiefs. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it works out.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's call it a day and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week to preview or recap the championship games, preview the Super Bowl. And uh, I'll leave you with our Twitter handle at second and nine and everybody just, it's, it's really easy. You go onto your, your podcast app on your iPhone, and you just download and subscribe to Second and Nine and you can get it easily, and you can uh, listen to us on your commute to work, or what if you're doing your laundry or something tomorrow before the games tomorrow morning. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you everybody. Take it easy, Tony.
1: Take it easy, guys.